0: Gracious and loving God, I thank you for a spirit of hope. I thank you that you renew us even when we get weary. I thank you, Lord, that you've not allowed us to faint, but you've strengthened us every step of the way. So, Lord, this morning, move me behind the cross, let the words of my mouth may be sweet unto you. Amen. God is a good God. God is even a humorous God. God is a God of loving. God is a God of caring. God is a God of... Lots of different things. God is a God of parenting, but today I want to just talk about the fact that God is a good God. Every now and then I preach what I consider to be an upside down sermon, and what I mean by that is simply I preach the tag before I preach the text. I let you know ahead of time just where I'm going and just. What's on my mind? For well, I say to you this morning, if you look at the Gospel of John, you have to say to yourself, mm, mm, mm. it's good that the light is on. It's just good that there is not darkness today. Yeah. I want you to imagine that all the lights are out in this sanctuary. All the lights are out in the community. All the lights are out every way you look. No traffic lights No stop lights No street lights No house lights And it's just a, gas truck. Get a dark man You know dark out right in the neighborhood And all of a sudden you say to yourself I'm wrong, but I'm the child who used to be scared of the dark And you're just searching for a flashlight and you could say to yourself, God, I knew I should have got those batteries when they was on sale at Walmart. I got a flashlight and I can't turn the light on. Or maybe you're one of those that says, Look, I came up before there really was electricity. I came up in the country. And even when we got us some electricity, we always kept us some candles. And you know you keep the candle that looks like this. You know the one that has moved a lot of places and really is a little beat up. And it's that candle that went with those Christmas decorations. You know you just couldn't get it together. You had five windows and six candles. <laughs> and you said next year when that candle burns down, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna know where my extra candle is, and you just didn't know where it was. Yeah. But you had this candle, and you had no match. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know where the candle was. You had five up all the little ice cream candles in the house. You going to have a candle more. These <laughs> light's not going to catch me. Okay. You didn't have a match. You stopped smoking 15 years ago. <laughs> you don't know where a flick or bitch or anything else. All you got is a lot of good candles. Yep. Yeah, all right. Then you say there's this little generator in the house, and you realize all the little light bulbs that just the generator, the kids have been playing with them. <laughs> yeah. All right. And you said, there's a reason they're in this cup, because mm-hmm. they don't work, mm-hmm. and it's getting dark." All right. <laughs> Have you ever been there? It's just pitch black, and all of a sudden, maybe you don't want on vacation. Your friend told you, let's go on to the country, girl, and we're going to get us for more vacation. But your friend, said, I to tell you that the cabin she was giving you, that you could hang out in a week, had no life. Never been wired. That's why she loved a country, because it's just peaceful. Okay. All right. Her thing and his thing of peace is a little bit different than yours. You just still want a little light on. Because maybe you're the one that still keeps the night light on just in case (laughs) something happens and you need a little light in the house. That's what I said this morning it reminds you that God said the light is on. Don't we have all been through a moment of darkness, whether it was Rita? whether it was the third reader, whether it was the earlier part of our life, there's something about coming to know the light. Light is unique. Light is special. But light of God is almost undescribed. I can turn out all the lights in here. And as long as the light of the Lord was still on, it would make this whole room light up. Try it one day. In your secret place in your house. Turn all the lights off. Talk to God and say, "I just want to get a little closer to You. I just want to feel Your presence. I just want to know that the Holy Spirit is still reigning and ruling. It. I just want to understand. Yeah. And then give you light and light temper. Yeah. and let it radiate through your whole house. Let it radiate through your heart. Let it radiate through your being." Because the light of God is great. I come to you this morning looking at the passages that God has given us in this Lenten season. I'm always excited because Sunday is a great and wonderful day. But during Lenten season, our Sundays are miniature Easter. It's not that we wait until we know. As we journey to the cross, God has already spoken to us and said, I've delivered you. I brought you out of darkness. Brought you into the light. Made you and shaped you and called you my own. But the bottom line, he said, there will not be darkness anymore. Find the light. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the resurrection. I am all.
1: For you see,
0: the light of life. during this time of Lenten season just like in all the other seasons of the Christian year we are offering four scriptures because of the lectionary I often preach one or the other or both but during this Lenten season I've been wanting to connect all four passages so you get a feel of the Old Testament the song the epistle and the gospel, because with all four of those together, it paints a full picture greater than one by itself. John starts with, and just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, and whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. That's a sign that the lights are on. That's a sign that God has risen. That's a sign that Jesus Christ is with us at all times. But when you go back to the Old Testament and you try to find out what does it mean about the serpent? What does it mean Moses lifted up? Well, I just want to share with you a moment from Numbers 21, verses 4 through 9. And that passage that's connected to the New Testament, connected to the gospel message, is about the fact that there were serpents. Can you say serpents? Sorry, sorry. Anybody in here afraid of Snake. Yeah. Gordon snakes, little snakes, hoo-hoo snakes, big snakes, all yeah. kinds of snakes are you own possible yeah. Just say the word and not say back up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say Bitch. I'm not real comfortable with them. I'm a city girl, and the only time we saw a snake was when we were city there. <laughs> First time I saw a snake close up on my house, I said, Wait a minute. Okay. It was semen everywhere, and I was looking for no snake. I had to go ask somebody, What is that? They said, Obviously, she's from the city. <laughs> in that era when Moses was talking to the people, the people of God were murmuring. Does anybody know what it means to murmur? Okay. Oh, yeah. Murmur is a form of complaint. Yes. Murmur is a form of murmuring. Yeah. Nothing makes them happy. Yeah. Murmuring is something that's a part of the human condition. Oh, yeah. Teenagers murmur, little children murmur, yeah. older adults murmur, middle adults murmur, single people murmur, Maybe people, mama, mama is a human condition. Say human condition. Human condition. We get to the point where we just say, well, if it's not this, and it's not that, and it don't look this way, and it don't look that way, well, well, well. Well, the people back in that day were mumbling about food. Can you say food? Food. They weren't starving to death, but they were uncomfortable with the food choices that was available. I can imagine if they was in the 21st century, they were trying to figure out if it's McDonald's or Burger King or Juicy or home cooking. Can't we have it? Why we got to be this? Well, God was saying, I'm trying to feed you while you're hungry. But they murmured, and the serpent was sent to shut them down. But I want to tell you what the good news is. Because Moses was a praying man. He was excited about leading his people even when all the murmuring. He said, look, I pray unto God. He looked and he said, I pray unto my God. And that pole became a serpent of bronze. Okay. It said there in verse 9, so Moses made a serpent of bronze, put it on a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and so the testimony isn't about worshiping other things, and the testimony isn't about the fact that the people didn't believe, but the third testimony is about Moses prayer, So they looked at the situation Moses praised, God took revelation and allowed something to be used that was once dangerous, since to be used as a tool of healing. So every time they had been bit by one of the serpents in the wilderness, all they had to do was get to that other serpent and just look at it, the and they live instead of dying. Thank God that there's light. Thank God that there's prayer. Thank God we're no longer in the darkness, and God is making a move. Even in the wilderness, Moses prayed, and the Lord turned the light onto the serpent. Yeah. And made it an instrument that didn't allow folks to die. But well, then we move into the psalm that was read, Psalm one hundred seven, and we talk there again about the food complaint. You might have missed it. You say all these things about food, don't make me hungry, Pastor. I didn't eat breakfast, that's a little morning. I thought I was going to have grits and eggs, but the only thing I had was milk and cheese. Oh, that's a little way, But in the book of Psalms, right there, you go back and look at in verse 17. It says, Some were sick through their sins away. ways, and because of their iniquities endured affliction. They loathed any kind of food. You ever meet the folks at the hospital? They mad because they're in the hospital. Yeah because you the one serving them. Yeah. No, because the doctor wouldn't send them home. I don't like that food. Yeah. My doctor said I could have something else. Well, ma'am, sure. the church says you can only have baked chicken. Who said I can only have baked chicken? I eat chicken. And what I want, it, I don't want it <laughs> God's trying to give us a health mandate help us out. been telling us to lose a few pounds that was 10 years ago <laughs> now a few is many <laughs> you trying to help us with our high blood pressure yeah, come on y'all say amen. somebody don't yeah. talking yeah. to you. Eat something different. Do something different. Change your ways. Do exercise, And you complain because you got to eat baked chicken. <laughs> to God be the glory. Just thank God. There ain't something that he said we could eat. <laughs> <laughs> the food complaint was still there in the song, But the Lord said in verse 19 through 22. That they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And He saved them from their distress. All of us were complaining about the portion sizes. They said we shouldn't eat this. Oh God! I mean, I just can't eat that food. It's so bland. Not another thing. Thank God. That he saved us and allowed us to still be able to work with this food. Yes. Eat it and let it nourish our body. Yes. All right, you didn't 22 peach cobblers for the last 22 years. It's over. <laughs> I'm not speaking to y'all, I'm speaking to me. I hope to Jesus you know, something? that a so confession is good for the soul. <laughs> I had to be delivered. I came down here and y'all were saying, oh, i I feel better now. Mannerin'. <laughs> we all do a little mannerin'. Uh-huh. But to say he delivered them from their distress, uh-huh. let them be thankful to God for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works in humankind. And let them offer the thanksgiving sacrifice, and tell them of the good deeds, good deeds with songs of joy. Exactly. Can you imagine if you just come unto God and say, God, you know, my mama used to make great fried chicken, and Big Mama was the best barbecue chicken out of the earth, and now I can only eat this baked chicken. So Lord, I'm just gonna thank you for this chicken. Can you imagine if we said thanksgiving to God just over the simple thing? At our children's young age, we learn to say grace. Then somewhere between the young and the not so young, we lose our focus of thanksgiving. Maybe we had too many Burger King moments. Maybe it was a Frank Sinatra had to have it our way. Maybe it was a state of sinfulness that caused us to murmur. Instead of give thanksgiving. So the Psalm text reminds us that we are delivered because we've cried out to God. Again, I say to you, there's no more darkness. We live in the light. Can you imagine just saying, thank you, God, for the light. Thank you, God, for the food that I have. Thank you for what somebody has brought me, even though it wasn't what I would have made myself. Thank you, God, for the fact that I have ability that you granted is still in this temple, this broke-down temple, this temple of... Just wanting to do the right thing in the name of Jesus' temple. Can you imagine being able to say, in the meantime, until you fully deliver me, until you make the transformation come all the way to pass, I'm going to praise you. Anyhow. Instead of the murmuring, God is a good God. By the time we move into the epistle, which is Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, we move into atonement. Atonement is a fancy word for basically coming to a state that we are one with God. We are not... Of God, we have not become God. We become one with Him. We are obedient unto Him. We are submitted unto Him. We have surrendered unto Him. We have become and allowed ourselves to be led and moved and taken in the Spirit and allowed Him to have His way with us. Some of us are still fighting with the Lord's submission. I can speak about submission because we're scared of what it means. We're scared to become one with God, to just let go. Well, yeah, I didn't expect to get a whole lot of amen on that. Because we still have our own will. And God allows us to have it, but He says, submitted unto Him. That's a struggle. That's a human condition struggle. Two steps forward, three steps back. Two steps forward, three steps back. You would just keep going. But God is trying to give us a gift of grace. So he said, the God who is rich in mercy, out of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead because of our trespasses, yeah. made us alive again. Together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved. That's the good news. That is the gift of grace that brings us one with God, that allows the salvation of Jesus Christ to make more than you can imagine it to me. It's a man that gives us life abundantly. I don't know when my last day is here. Has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good work, which God prepared beforehand for our whole way of life. There's goodness in all of us. There's greatness in all of us. He wants us to have the gift of grace. But it requires that we let go. All of that was the infomercial to the fact that the light is on. Yeah. By the time we get to John, and John says, and Moses lifts up the serpent, and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, that who shall ever believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. For you see, the gospel reminds us that we are to believe in God, that we are to act in truth, that we are to become one with Jesus, because Jesus is the victim. Jesus died on the cross. But the ultimate lies right there in James the third, 21. Look at it with me. It says, But those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen their deeds have been done in God walk in the light, believe in God, believe in the Trinity, believe that the light is for you and for me, for the world, for the corners, for the earth, for beyond, for the drug addict, for the dolphin, feed, for the prisoner, for the children. For the one that away was, for the prodigal son, for the prodigal daughter, there were other people, for the people across the street, the ones that don't come to church. God wants all. saved. The light is the difference. No, God. Take an action today to decide to walk in the light. There's a song that used to be sung a long time ago. Walk in the light. You look the light. That's the one. Now, if I start singing it, y'all might miss the light. So I'm telling you that my sister's focus on the light. And all of us can walk in the light. All of us can be a Let the little light shine on you. Let the light redeem for you. Let the light be what you needed to be this day. But walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. It is the light that we're living in the light. you don't know Jesus as a person's savior, and this one's for you. If you know Jesus the a person's savior, this is a revival, you? If that's a person. You're you need to pay. You need to that God is a good God. The doors of the church are open. <laughs>